when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the London Podcast Festival. I I can't believe how many of you have turned up today. I what there must be about 20 30,000 here in the room. I am honored. It's it's like live aid. But for the podcast festival, thank you. I'm going to tell you who my fantastic guests are today. I have always tried to have people on who I either love, admire, or I'm rather scared of. But in this instance, I've got two people on who I'm really delighted are here. Firstly, um, we have Nick, who is the thinking woman's crumpet. He's one of my personal heroes after reading What's Left. Adam Curtis, yes, the Adam Curtis, described him as our greatest living journalist. I do agree, it's Nick Cohen. And a personal favourite. She has the brain as the size of a planet. She has a huge media and TV career, and she has never been bigger than she is now. <laughs> the very heavily pregnant and amazing warrior, Rachel Riley. Welcome, 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 and I'm um, really happy that you're here on Trolled. Tell me something, before you, I was put on, on Twitter, which is my social uh, medium platform of choice, when I was doing a film called The Infidel, and David Baddiel and David Schneider both said to me, oh, you're going to love this thing, uh, because it's really funny and it's really witty, and you get to meet loads of people on it, and you'll just love it, and, um, and it was funny and witty, and then it turned very ugly. Before social media, Nick, what, what, was, your, what was your life like? Um, well, uh, being a journalist, uh, particularly on the Guardian Observer, which is somewhere up there, about three or four floors up, we had sort of early experience of this um, because about mid-2000s, comments on newspaper articles appeared. And newspaper management thought, this is the future. We just get people in, get people commentating, and they stay on the paper. We flash more ads and we make money. So there's no support from management for journalists. And suddenly, journalists were getting all kinds of abuse. Uh, they weren't moderated. It was kind of a forerunner of Twitter. And my attitude to it was set then when uh, uh, um, a comment editor, way low down the hierarchy, they said, look, Nick, stop reading the comments because you're writing to the trolls. Mm -hmm. You're writing for them rather than for the public. So I've never I've stopped reading it. And I, and I don't really... And from then on... I just didn't take much notice of all of this because I thought it corrupts your writing. You start thinking everyone you meet mm. is mad. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, I don't know, there was a Brexit referendum and I, I, I reassessed. Yeah. Um, but um, no, um, but I'm actually, I'm wrong about that and you and Rachel have turned out to be right on, on the need to be confronted. But so I'm journalists in the way, particularly on Sunday paper because no one was going to spend their Saturday nights going through insane, misogynist, racist yeah. comments and putting them out. So it just built up and built up. I'll come back to what, how and when you first went onto that um, site. What, I mean, you know, were you, Rachel, tell us your journey to getting onto social media. Um, I, I'm like, Nick, I wouldn't have read the comments. So I got my job when I was 22, fresh out of uni. Um, and I remember... On Countdown. On Countdown, yep. Yeah, um, I remember the first time 
the papers found out that I had got the job and I was still living with my parents and I you know, got doorstep by the Daily Mail and various people and, and thought the next day I was splashed all over the papers and I thought, are people going to recognise me now? <laughs> and it doesn't happen like that. Um, but I never, ever, ever read stuff that was written about me or read the comments because didn't see the point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's. I think that was probably a good decision. So what don't. made you, you? You can see them, can't you? Yeah, well, and this is a. It's a. Per, I mean, this is what, in some ways, the podcast is about. Is why we bother to read and why we bother to engage. So, how did you get onto Twitter? I, I first had to get my account when I was working. I did a pilot for um, a, a tech science kind of show, and um, they I needed a social media account, so I, I, it was dormant for like a year or so, um, and then I started using it. And to start with, it was. Um, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't respond too much. I'd put a few things out, and I'd tweet about the football, or tweet about maths, or charity events, or whatever I was doing. Um, I didn't take it very seriously. Were you told to open up an account? Um, I, w- I was. Yeah, I, w- I had one for um, for that particular program, and then I changed the handle. I think when I decided it was, I might use this, and it's just for me. Um, but I, I got actively using it. Um, when I did, um, I did a charity bike ride called Ride the Night, which is for loads, loads and loads of women. We go out, and it was a 100k cycle, raising money for ovarian, cervical, and breast cancer. And at that point, I needed to ask for support, and ask for help, and ask for fundraising. Um, so at that point, I was really, you know, active with social media, replying to people and thanking them for their support and thanking them for their donations. So that's probably when I got into it. So it a was lot a more. positive tool. Yeah, absolutely. How, how did you get on, Nick? And why did you get onto it? Well, as a journalist, you sort of have to be on in the way of Twitter just to sell your articles. Is that was that told to you by the publication? No, but I, I, I mean, I write I, I, I write for um, a, a few obscure intellectual magazines that no one's ever heard of. And actually, a good a, a good thing about the internet is if you've got a lot of followers, you can just put something out that wouldn't normally be seen, and perhaps people will pick it up um, and and see it. I, you know, um, so I do it for that. Uh, among print journalists, it's kind of like The Office. You know, you're talking to people from other papers, you're seeing what they're doing, you're, you can bounce things about and off, uh, uh, and off them. So I sort of have to be on. I have to say, when I wrote my last book, I, uh, I closed my Twitter account. Did you? Yeah, because I needed to focus. Because it's so easy it's to so dip addictive. into it. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's so addictive. Yes. And um, uh, I just... I keep, I've got a Facebook thing, but that's really only for people I know. Yeah. Or oh, pe- Facebook, really? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I recently deleted mine. Um, that's but, what the youth are doing. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I do find it quite hard to really focus on the piece of work with, with, with it all yeah. going around. But you, you kind of have to do it. It's not, actually... It makes it sound all very useful. That There's a real tendency in journalism now in cut-back newspapers without enough reporters. They just say... What's news? Oh, it's what's happening on Twitter. Well, All we need to do is lift a few tweets and we've got ourselves a page free lead. And that is a dangerous thing because as we have no... Well, look, we're going to get on to the negatives in a minute, but let's talk about what were the positive things for you about uh, choosing Twitter as, as, your, as your medium? What came out of it that was good? Oh, well, you know, I can, I, I can send up flares. I can say... Jesus Christ, I've got to write about Polish politics. Anyone good on law and justice? And boom, 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 people come in. Um, uh, there's that. Uh, I've got open messages, so anyone can message me. So I get, I get stories through that. I've met people through that. I mean, my sister has um, the most awful breast cancer, uh, really virulent variety. This is Facebook rather than Twitter. But she'd done a thing called, for, obsessively for years, called... Yoga with Adrienne. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. I suppose one thing, she's this really lovely young woman from Texas, and she does free yoga uh, videos on, on YouTube. Millions of people around the world follow her. And when Natalie got breast cancer and was going through this dreadful chemotherapy, she came out the other side, very proud of her. But she just posted on the Facebook page, look, you know, um, I, I'm recovering, from, I'm doing chemotherapy for breast cancer. Um, but you know, I'd like to know that these videos are helping me a bit just get through it all because it's killer stuff, the, the chemo. And thousands of women all over the world so started replying to say, You can beat yeah. this, we've got your back, sister. Yeah. Adrienne replied, You know, my sister, who was at you know, the lowest point in her life, because it was absolutely marvelous, Amazing. most wonderful thing. So it can be like a support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find Did you find there were lots of positives? Yeah, I mean, to start with, it was, it was basically LinkedIn for telly people. Yeah. Because that's the way to contact you. Yeah. Anyone can contact you, which was was a great thing then. Um, whether they're you know whether it's for for work or just 
you know, new friends. And I remember once um, I was in Manchester because we filmed Countdown up north and it was the, the Derby, the Derby game. So it was City versus Manchester, Manchester United, my team. And I just put a tweet out, anyone know a good red pub where I can watch the game? And I'm still friends with some of the people that I watched that game with, <laughs> I don't know, eight years ago or something. When um, did it turn for you? Uh, it turned for me a year ago, almost a year, or a year this month. Happy anniversary. Happy, thank you. <laughs> Troll anniversary. Um, I mean, I, I, as you know, a woman in TV and a football fan, I, I've experienced trolls before. Are um, you a football fan? <laughs> what yeah, do you I like do to support? keep it quiet. <laughs> um, but you know, I, it's easy to, to ignore those trolls because they're just obviously after a reaction. They're like one man in, sitting in his room in his pants. You know, trying to get a reaction out of you, making no sense at all, and you can Normally ignore with them. One hand down his pants. I, isn't oh, it? Thankfully, and we don't get to see them. That's how I imagine those times. <laughs> but with um, since you know engaging, uh, it was the since one just one tweet is all it took, um, mentioning he who shall not be named, um, and I was introduced to the the world of of of. of Anti-Semitic trolling. And what was the what was the trigger in that tweet of he that shall not be named? What what was the content of that tweet? That um, made the first you jump? the first tweet that where I mentioned Labour anti-Semitism was um, I was on my way back from work and uh, there were bus stops around London plastered with Israel is a racist endeavour, and that was when um, Corbyn's Labour were refusing to adopt the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism, which personally I hadn't heard of until they refused to adopt it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Gordon Brown had previously, I think that week, done a speech where he said what you would expect of a leader. He said, I, I will always stand with the Jewish community, mm. um, you know, hand in hand. If, if anyone's abusing you, we'll walk alongside you. And I, I did the tweet, this is what, you know, one Labour leader has said, and this is what one is inspiring jaw-droppingly different and, and it um, unleashed a world and it opened my eyes it yeah. opened and it opened and it was a rabbit hole from from then and and, and mm. as a response to something that's clearly against the IHRA definition mm. and um you know as as someone with Jewish heritage a, a Jew uh, someone who believes that Israel has a right to exist mm. and that that's repulsive um I was exposed to people who have a, a completely opposite views and quite virulent and strong and telling me how stupid I was and how I should shut up etc etc so th this this podcast has you know is a broad it's a really broad base I, it, you know we talk about lots of reasons why people stick their head above the parapet it just so you know this is just what you and I have both stuck our heads above on the same issue my turning point was when I saw that I think her name was Eva Janowitz mm -hmm. had spray painted the Warsaw Ghetto. I think that's ghetto. when we, we first connected with yes, each other. Yes, I think so. Uh, uh, you know, with uh, free Gaza on it, but that is an open grave of where my family were all buried. And I was so offended that she'd been invited officially, well, to speak at part of the Labour Party conference and had been given a legitimate platform that I sort of said something and then a world of torrent of abuse came yeah, okay I, uh, how, what was when was the turn was there a turning point for you or did you just go in guns blazing <laughs> having well, had the comments um, free? Uh, 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 i think it's important to mention is uh women get it far worse than men um it is uh, to an extraordinary yeah. degree yeah, uh, an absolute extraordinary degree i mean if you'd asked me you know before all of this i'll say well you know women are doing okay aren't they you know 20th century, the only revolution that lasted, the only revolution that mattered was feminism. 21st century is going to be more, you know, I mean, come on, what's all this, you know? It's all just small things that have been argued about, but the, the level of misogyny, it, you know, and as a man, I don't see anything like it. I think it's particularly the case with beautiful women. Oh. I mean, no, there's, there's a, there, there, is, there, is, there, there is a peculiar <laughs> hatred directed against beautiful mm. women. Because by, um, uh, uh, and I, you know, not being a woman, not being beautiful, I kind of miss out on it all, really. Um, <laughs> no, you're right, so, 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 so there is that. And the other thing is, I, um, I, I have still stuck to I just block people. Do you? Yeah, I just block people, I mute people. I don't Genius. Get, I don't get into Twitter arguments. I mean, they strike me as the most pointless thing ever. 
It's, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, you, has anyone's mind ever been changed by a Twitter argument? Well, no, I'd early doors when I first spoke But, uh, but I'm wrong. I won't say no, why no, I'm wrong no, as well. I, no, you're I tell right. You what, you're I, at the right. beginning, I, I was thinking, oh, you know, just block and move on, block and move on. And then for me, Twitter had obviously become a battleground that was just through the door. And, you know, everybody kept saying, why don't you just shut the door and then it's over there? But it became a battleground that was radicalising people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. after Charlie Hebdo and the Pittsburgh massacre and the mm. mosque shooting, it became very apparent that these online sites were responsible for radicalizing people's opinions and if you didn't challenge them mm -hmm. then all these you know the lie only has to go around once before it becomes a truth yeah. and it became apparent that this site could not be ignored as bullshitty yeah, right. as it was right. people right. needed to counter other people and break into other people's echo chambers yeah, I think I think, um, well. I think I think you're both absolutely right and one of the things I really wanted to talk about today was um, I've been working with a group called the Center for Countering Digital Hate and they are the first group of people that I've ever met, ever known, ever seen, who are doing analytics and who are doing research and who are talking to the experts and who are... They're, they're, this is a brand new thing, this, you know, um, weaponization of, of Twitter trolls. And the other side, there, there is literally a far-right handbook that tells them to, to, to target public people. Um, and it's, it's, it's hacking our natural instincts because your natural instinct and when I first got into this I was quite naive and you think well education is the key and I think overall for, 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 you know, for society I think education is the key it's inoculation um, shining a light on it is, is going to help but for, for these people for the trolls they're already so ingrained in their mindset you're not going to change their mind and you're just going to be exposing their views to a whole group of other people so I had to have it really clear in my mind now that when I tweet when I say something when I expose something I'm doing this for the 95% of people in the middle. I'm not doing it for yeah. the 5% on the fringes because they will scream and shout at you. And every time you know, they, they target a public figure, say they've got 500,000 followers and 95% of your followers go, that is abhorrent, that is disgusting, I can't believe these people exist. That's, there's still 5% of your followers, so for 500,000, 25,000 people who are then exposed to these people and by responding to it, you are legitimising their argument. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've not, you know, you've been a huge uh, warrior and ally in a way that, and I personally would like to thank you because Absolutely. there's been a couple of times when you have waded in on my behalf when you didn't need to, but also there have been times when I've seen people who haven't even read your articles attacking you just for having a point of view, and you're so measured and calm. How do you no manage it? No one has ever called me that before. <laughs> no one in my... I, I, I mean, obviously have, no like, an idolised... No one's ever called me the thinking women's compress or measures of harm. I mean, I, I, before you came on, Tracy, you admitted that you had your first sugar in three months. So you're now... And now I, and now, probably in some kind of ultra-drug, hallucinogenic Listen, state. you look like Brad Pitt to me. You have the brain. Listen, Brad. I mean, sorry, Nick. Um, but no, but <laughs> you are you you are measured because, and yeah. I think you're right. I think there is a misogyny, 100%. You know, I've noticed no, it's, it's, male it's, it's, tweeters it's, it's, will put out the same content that we do, yeah. and we will get... We will and, it's, and it's not just men giving, providing the misogyny, it's women as well. Yes, yes. But, but, you, but, but, but here's the thing. Here, here's why I'm wrong. Oh, here's why I'm wrong. Oh, tell us. No, like I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, here's why I'm wrong. Is they have to be taken on. Yes. Uh, and now, um, uh, what Rachel says is very important about not. It's strategy. It's how we take uh, it on. Uh, how you be, do it. We but, need to combat the arguments. Uh, uh, it is extraordinary. Um, a, a woman I know in the northeast uh, started tweeting, and she sort of uh, was in the Labour Party. Is now resigned, but she was really against the, the far left and started tweeting. I mean, she was just few thousand followers but as soon as she started doing this and attacking it she got people all over the country quite high up in the kind of navara news network attacking her and and i and i and i said to her when i, when I met her professional trolls yeah well yeah but also they know something that's taken me right it sort of matters it matters to them that any matter. dissenting voices any critical voices are attacked there were smears built up with her what, what radicalised me uh, was Rachel. What really made me feel different was Rachel, because I, I'm sure you remember, but every now and again, I'm just sort of slack-jawed, open-mouthed. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And what did that for me was a left-wing uh, group or campaign group forged a tweet oh, yeah. showing, mm -hmm. which aimed to show Rachel was uh, an anti-Muslim bigot. Yep. Just clearly forged it. 
uh, and then put it out, and it was retweeted by 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 all the yapping dogs who who follow. And and I just thought, well, that tells you that tells you more than a million words I could write about the Corbyn movement. Mm -hmm. It tells you about what kind of people you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. These are not these are not people who for the best of motives, with good intentions, yep. have just got overexcited, just gone too yeah. far. This is uh, mal uh, uh, utterly malign and mendacious. I, I was really lucky. I was really lucky with that, actually, because it's so easy to believe these things. And so many lies about Tracy and I have been... Believed. I hate disabled people. I've murdered oh, babies with all, my bare all hands. Sorts. Um, but they, and I have are a castle in the Dodoin. I, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but with that particular tweet, the person that forged it... They lifted a pre another tweet that I'd done, so it had the same um, likes, same retweets. They used emojis that didn't exist in the time that I was supposed to have tweeted it, and they used more characters than you were allowed to post at the time when I was supposed to have tweeted it. So I was just really lucky with that, that it was so provably forged. Because if it wasn't, people, they, don't, they, they would believe it and it would still be around. You see, the other thing I've noticed as well was when they stopped, you know, they were trying to, there was the big, um, you had a hashtag, you know, sack Rachel Riley. Boycott Rachel were, Riley. Yeah, boycott Rachel Riley. I had the BB, I wasn't even in EastEnders and they kept writing, oh, they were dogpiling on EastEnders telling them to sack me. They I did, they, some of them, years, some but of them, have, but they've provided the biggest laughs from that though because the boycott, the boycott Rachel Riley movement, I saw some, some tweets that you just... You can't do anything but laugh. Someone I, I didn't know who this woman was. Now I've Googled her. Now I am boycotting the BBC. <laughs> I don't work for the BBC. <laughs> I don't work for the BBC. What would happen if you got a comedian in a room, you open their Amazon account, and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website? Well, this because I was consuming so much peanut butter, I decided to try and get a powdered oh, version that wow. wasn't as fattening. Uh, your handwriting can change your life. I regret this book. <laughs> I regret this book. Keep Calm and Love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love yes. that. I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster, available now from Great Big Al. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The best thing about, for me, the, my favourite tweet of the entire year comes from when my, you know, my guest list, you know, I'd, I'd done my nine podcasts. I'd had Gary Lineker, Luciana Berger, uh, David Baddiel, Al Murray, Femi, loads of people. And somebody then, when they saw that this was coming up, oh, said, <laughs> <laughs> Troll by Tracy Ann Oatman. Past guests include a who's who of the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> 
a who's who of cunts. That was it. It was like that was the that, greatest I, endorsement. We need a T-shirt with that on because you it. have to laugh at these people. Previous guests include a who's who of cunts. And, and you know, we're we're kind of informed in the topic, so we we know Labour anti-Semitism inside out. We inside know the arguments out. about about Israel that they use inside out. But a lot of people don't, um, and they can be influenced by it. But when you see them, you know, tweeting that kind of thing, and you show you see how well researched they really are. You see, I what, mean, the, uh, the be- one, one of my favourite ones as well was um, someone saying they, there's this theory that a man or someone must be running my Twitter account. It's normally a man because women can't tweet or have oh, opinions yes. or anything like that. And um, their, their evidence for it was how can she be on television and tweeting at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I mean, they're not the brightest. Um, let me think. But I think, Nick, I think you're absolutely right because my observation from um, there was a libelous article written about both Rachel and myself, which has um, ended up in, in a big uh, court thing, because if you know if Labour aren't going to police it themselves, mm. unfortunately the only thing that is left with slander and libel is to take the law in your own hands. But it was quite frightening how I high up this dogpiling, and dogpiling is when you get loads and loads of people who've been told what, what to was, say what jumping was on you. interesting for me with that was the high-profile people in, within Labour exactly. who um, would inadvertently promote the accounts that were promoting it, Absolutely. so that they're one dis one step away, so they can't be acute. You know, they know what they're doing. I've 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 I did a speech about it with a, with a few um, with a few names. But, but that's why it, it's um, it's not about you know over enthusiastic fanboys and fangirls just going on top. You know, the trolling is the Labour leadership. It is a tr- it is a troll movement. You know, just well, just just as the, Trump just as Trump is well, a troll was, yeah, president. Yes. You know, I mean, it's you can't. Mm. It's it's not that you can separate. You know, you can't separate the the but, PR yeah. from the from, so from, there from are, the there movement. Are trolling, there are trolling handbooks. There I mean, are trolling and, handbooks, and, and, and you know, there are, there are far right trolling handbooks, which are then the the models are applied for for whatever yeah. causes. Mm. Um, that, that tell people how to do this. They say, you know, we need to spread our message. We're getting the same 2,000 people liking all of our stuff. We're in our little bubble. We're trapped in our bubble. We need to expand. That's what they want to do. So they target high-profile people. They target people that will retweet them and, and so show So if you've got 500 them. followers and you get me, which and this is where I'm very bad because I will engage. I really do. I will engage in our convert. And then I suddenly realise that my followers have been bought into so that they can magnify their message. Mm. But, but it's, it's a really small number of people driving this as well. I think the CST did um, the Engine of Hate report yes. and that was a really, really intricate, detailed report. And it was something like 38 accounts driving, I can't remember the percentage, but a huge amount of the online debate around anti-Semitism. So it's a very small number of controlled, um, strategic planned trolls who are then influencing the wider base so if you block them if you starve them of oxygen if you starve them of, of their of their followers it goes against it goes against that's exactly what they're to trying to do them. they're trying to hijack natural yeah. instinct so, I mean, Rachel, what, what should you do i mean you if, should, if you want to combat uh, uh online race yeah what should you do because you say okay that's, don't that's don't the feed the trolls. question yeah don't feed don't engage them I, that's yeah. fine happy not to what would you do instead? Well, what I do now, they're not, they're, like you said, they're not after um, proper debate. They're not after their minds changing. They're not, they're not doing it for, for, vir- for virtuous reasons. So block them. You don't need to read it. I mean, not, being pregnant really you know, highlighted that for me. I don't need this. Well, I was going to say, it how does, it does the trolling affect, has, has, the tro- has the trolling affected your life off, offline? Well, it, it changed. Um, so I used to, when I first accidentally into this debate kind of in last September up until Christmas um, I was I, I was you know still just trying to educate and I was educating myself I did an online anti-semitism course Yad Vashem's course which is like a six-week course and it's the history of anti-semitism which took which you know even as a, a Jewish person you don't you know anti-semitism has nothing to do with Jews it's to do with people who hate Jews so it's like geopolitics for like up to 2,000 years. So you have to educate yourself on what on earth these people are talking about because <laughs> what on earth has Rothschild got to do with anything? It's a giraffe. Like, what are you on about? Um, so I had to educate myself. And, and, and as I was going along this journey, I was, I was trying to use it and, and thank people that gave me support. So I was, at that point, retweeting and showing the kind of hate and lies and abuse I was getting and, and, and trying to thank people and still use social media in that way. And then in January, when I went on Christian Guru Murphy's podcast, it, that, that's when it got... For me, it got like a, a professional level of trolling. It was clearly targeted. Um, all kinds of rumours, lies came up 
to do with us that were that were dead and buried from two months before, but suddenly the week yeah. the, the week the podcast was coming out, they really launched an attack, and at that point I had to just stop. Um, I got pregnant and kind of I found out I was pregnant in, in April, and that was around the time of the boycott Rachel Riley campaign. Um, they'd had a petition for, to have me silenced by Ofcom again. What are you on about? What's Ofcom yeah. got to do with anything? How did you have time to get pregnant when you were on Twitter all the time? <laughs> well, no, it's like, oh, look, you've posted about your pregnancy. You're pretending to be a nice, normal human. And then you're oh posting about anti-Semitism. It's like, well, yeah, I'm a human. Oh. That's the point. Um, but, but, but since I got pregnant, it really highlighted it. Because mentally, I'm strong. Mentally, I could cope. Mentally, I want to, f- you know, I'm, I'm up for this fight. I think we have to win. I think it's imperative. I don't think I had any choice. I just felt like I had to do it. But... When I got pregnant and, you know, you have like some chocolate and then within a couple of minutes, the baby's wriggling and baby's kicking. And the day I was going for my scan, my baby was kicking and like excited. I was excited. Baby was excited. Um, The week of the Panorama um, documentary, I think anyone in this debate will know it got really fucking ugly. It was disgusting. Um, they were exposed as anti-Semites. The, the Labour leadership were exposed as, as liars, and and their followers really took it personally and attacked anyone going anywhere near. And I was very stressed and upset for a couple of days. And my baby stopped wriggling for a couple of days. So at that point, it's like you know what? Nah. No, it's not. It's not. It's like it's not worth the hormones. Um, That's interesting that the self-protection of the baby. You know, like you, I can. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. And it because I feel I have to. Um, but you're right. Well, now, now I know. Now through CCDH and, and Don't Feed the Trolls, which is launching Monday, Don't it's going to be brilliant. Trolls. Don't Feed the Trolls. That's, you know, we're inadvertently helping them. We've got all the best oh. intentions in the world, and that's so painful. I've got to be educated by you because I can't help myself. It's so painful. But I, I read this report um, a couple of months ago, um, and, you know, it's finally launching, and it, and it has changed the way I deal with things, and it's, and it's made me a lot saner as a person. Um, I changed my settings so that, um, you know, most of the trolls, they, you, you, you see who's sending you abuse, and it's an account that was formed in September 2019 and has three followers. You know, you can change your Twitter settings so those are muted, so you don't even see them. You don't need to see them. Like, who are these people? No idea. Don't Nick, need them. Nick, tell me, do you ever engage? Um, and do you? Does it ever affect sometimes, you? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> depends who they are. I mean, going back to what Rachel was saying, um, you know, if it's someone important, saying, "Yeah, Nick, you're wrong. Yeah, I feel I've got to answer them." Uh, most of the time, I, I like to uh, play the big tough guy and say, "Well, you can just ignore it." And uh, you know, and I say, "You know," if, if, and this is true actually. I mean, if pieces I write don't cause a fuss on Twitter and have lots of trolls screaming abuse at me, I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> you know, I think I haven't really earned my money this week. Well, you've you know, got facts. Uh, do, you, do you find that they play the the, the, the man rather than the ball? Yeah, of course, yeah, always. Um, but uh, and so I, I, you know, I pose go around about this being a tough guy. But then, you know, um, I've had you, you, you're going back to 2005 with me because we we had it all on newspapers first of all and stuff like that. And you know, and I'm just an old bastard. And, um, but no, you speak not. to young uh, women writers. A, a writer I was, I was having a drink with a few days ago, she's really good. I mean, she could be really good. I was saying, for God's sake, um, Bex, get published. You, you're good enough to be published, get published. And she said, I really don't want the abuse. And she said, on Twitter now, I, you know, I once said something, wasn't even that critical of Corbyn. And, you know, I got... Yeah dozens and dozens of people screaming I just don't want to do it and you have to really know what you're talking about to be able to combat it as well I think and to have the conviction because I um, since getting obviously this 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 was my hook into the, the world of anti-racism um, but uh, there's a, a campaign called Stop Funding Fake News who've done yes. incredible things to stop some fringe outlets who are driving a lot of hatred in society and they're targeting far right and far, light, far left websites some promote um, anti-Semitism some promote anti, anti-migrants or um, anti-Muslim propaganda Tommy Robinson all kinds of this stuff um, so it's, it's, it's neutral, and I support that 100%. I mean, I'm not, because, I, because I'm not a fan of Labour anti-Semitism doesn't mean I'm a fan of the far right. Well, then, then, just, I mean, that's but, the thing. But, but, yeah. but, then, but then in support of this and highlighting some of the anti-Islamic um, things that are put out there, I've then been targeted by the far right anti-Muslim trolls. Yeah. And, I can, and you can, it's really interesting then to see the parallels with the arguments 
um, because they're they're still straw men. They have nothing to do with um, what you, what you're tweeting. You know, the, the, these tweets are, are, are saying that there's you know Muslims up and down the country. They're taking over. They're dangerous. And then someone will say, "Oh, does that mean you're in favour of paedophile grooming gangs?" <laughs> Literally, and, oh, yeah. and and it's the same with with this. I'll, I'll say I object to a Labour councillor being selected, even though they're a Holocaust denier. Does that mean you're in in favour of children dying in Palestine? Oh yes, I've, yes, like, you know. Yes. And, but I I don't have enough knowledge to to know some some of the words that they use. You know, there's key there's key words in in each hate. Mm. Sexer. I don't, I don't know enough about Islamophobia, but I'm still. I want to be an ally, and I think Twitter still is uniting allies. And there's a lot of people that have come here today. Um, and you know, people on the right side of things are on the wrong, right side of a lot of things. Well, yeah, I mean, how, how did you advertise this meeting place? You advertised it for Twitter. You, I, well, yeah. I went through the Jewish cabal, obviously. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, the the Rothschilds hotline uh, got on the drums, I, and I paid you because I am a Zionist shill. And uh, and here oh, we, sorry, we're, you're we're all paid, we're being paid, aren't we? Yeah, all twenty million of you out there. Yes, I can see them all waving the flags. Um, I think the thing is because that because we you know we're talking about trolling and do you were you okay you're at school and you're being bullied were you a naturally brave person? Uh, yeah. In real life. Yeah. Well, fight back. Yeah. Lift your thing up. Sorry. Lift your no, thing. no, I mean no, you have to lift this up. Oh right, <laughs> okay, sorry. Not your thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop flirting, Tracy. Oh my so, yeah, god! I would, I'm but... sexually harassing Cohen <laughs> by telling him to lift his thing up. How embarrassing! I meant his mic. My mic. Okay, yes. yeah. It's not very, not very high tech. This podcast. In the spirit of Corbynism, we've gone very seventies. Yeah, yeah. Were you a naturally brave person? Yeah, I, well, sort of. It was, uh, I was bullied a lot, my friend, but I grew about a foot and a half in about a week, and then I could hit back, you know. So you, would, you wouldn't mind yeah, I, I've never, I've never, ever liked bullies. I really haven't. Um, uh, but, um, and what I find, uh, uh, Rachel and I were talking about this before we came on, but what can be done? Because, you know, you have got to remember at the back of all of this, are, are, are global corporations mm-hmm. who make their money yeah. out of getting as large an audience as possible. Yeah. Know, every, every now and again, people can't start saying, well, if only I could appeal to uh, Facebook or appeal to yeah. Twitter. I mean, their market is just hoovering up as many people, hoovering up as much data, because everyone says it's the all of the 21st century, yeah. uh, as possible. So... They are not going to, if you see uh, Rachel or Tracy being attacked by you know, Nazis or communists or you know, the same people, really. Um, they're not, and you report on Twitter, Twitter aren't, Twitter aren't automatically going to say, well, obviously, no, we can't have this. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Uh, no, why don't they ever police it? Uh, because it costs a lot of money. To police it? Yeah, of course it does. You've got to have, you've got to have people, you've got to have monitors, you've got to have lawyers. I mean, for the same reason when comments first came on newspapers, newspaper managers who you know, go on the whole time, oh, how we're all so sexist, anti-sexist and anti-racist, wouldn't, didn't want to have to employ people to sit up all night mm-hmm. going through comments. And also, who the hell wants to do that job? But in some of these... Because you're, talking about, you're talking about, you know, the, 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 the people that Rachel was talking about, the, you know, 30 or 40 or 100 people... They do this constantly. Yeah. You know, they, they barely sleep. And who wants to sit there? It'd be absolutely soul-destroying reading their stuff. Um, so, you know, by all means, let's talk about strategies and things to do. But I, I do think, and uh, because politicians have been on the receiving end of this as well, mm. uh, particularly women politicians, because we had one politician murdered, and credible death threats against many others... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, particularly uh, the Tories who, um, who, who oppose Brexit. Uh, I do think there'll be change. And I do think, however, you know, Rachel can talk about technicalities better than I can, I do think at some point you've got to say Facebook and Twitter yeah. are liable for what Absolutely. they publish. Well, there's, there's, actually actually there's, there's something I'm um, supporting. So um, there's, I think the government are doing a, a white paper on, on this. And Lucy Powell has a, um, a, um, a, a bill um, that I'm supporting that has cross-party support from, from all the people that you hate on both sides of the, <laughs> of the political divide. 
Um, because it shouldn't be about politics, it shouldn't be about tribes. This is about anti-racism and anti-extremism, which you know you can see around the world. Anyone with their eyes can see is happening. So Facebook, in particular, they you can have secret Facebook groups that even the police aren't, can't access and can't see, and you can't even see that they exist until you're in them. I mean, some people here have done David Collier's done investigations and, and exposed some of them. I mean, even Corbyn's been in some of these himself, and they can have forty, fifty thousand people or more, and you. You can't even see that they're there until they're in there. And this bill is proposing... It's very hard to go after the big tech companies, especially when they're based in America. But these forum runners should have some responsibility. So it's about making the forum runners with potentially 50,000 or more people in them responsible for the material that's being posted. Absolutely. And it's not just anti-Semitism. It's not just Islamophobic stuff. It's um, groups um, telling parents of autistic children that they can cure their children's autism by giving them bleach enemas. Right. That was exposed by um, uh, you know an autism campaigner Jeez. with and they they were posting photos of their child their children's innards um, as proof that they've got these parasites. Like, this is conspiracy theory rubbish. Is this like anti vaccination? Anti vaccinations well. is another yeah. thing. I mean, they, these these secret Facebook groups they're being used to to, to traffic drugs and for paedophilia. I mean, they mm. but but unfortunately it's these um, it's these groups where you've got like minded people. It's where they share most of their stories. It's where they share their fake news articles. It's where they share their memes. And unfortunately, that's where Facebook make a lot of money because through shares, it's clicks, it's advertising revenue. So hopefully, you know, this bill, at least through the side door, makes someone liable. So this makes the the forum runner a publisher and I wholeheartedly support it. And hopefully, you know, the public will as well when it comes to it. Uh, When uh, the great success of Silicon Valley in the 90s was to convince the Clinton administration to treat them, uh, treat the web uh, and web companies as like telephone services rather than newspapers. So you, a telephone company is not responsible for the fact that, I don't know, death threats or perverts on the line or whatever mm-hmm. are going through. I mean, they're just supplying the, the equipment. You know, it's not, it's not, they're not responsible for it. Whereas a, a newspaper I work for, everything I write is lawyered, everything's subbed. And, you know, and the editor is responsible. And, and it seemed a fair enough argument in the 90s. Um, but there, there are two things that have gone against it. First of all, the web, Facebook is, in essence, now a separate web. Twitter is a separate web. It's not like uh, this marketplace of public opinion where thousands of voices are competing. Few companies are monopolising. And the other thing is this. Obviously, Facebook can't be responsible for everything that's posted on mm-hmm. Twitter. However, uh, and I speak to some experience here, um, after some charming uh, 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 leftists started putting out that I'd uh, uh, making up uh, allegations of sexual abuse against me and putting them out. Oh, yeah, when was that? A couple of years back. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. and uh, uh, saying the Guardian had received all this. It was all nonsense, all made up. Yes, okay. so, Trace is a paedophile as well. I'm uh, a paedophile. Yeah. I'm a so, paedophile. So, 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 so I, I, I reported this. Ridiculous. I reported it to Twitter, and Twitter said, well, this is just standard stuff. Yeah. Now, <laughs> not about me. It means they're not taking it down. So, suppose it's you, uh, and someone is defaming you. Uh, someone is uh, invading your privacy, uh, showing photos, videos off you, whatever. And you complain to Facebook or Twitter, and they say, no, we're not going to do anything because it costs a lot of money. They don't want to police it. They want to be as all as possible. They have then made an editorial decision. That is an editorial decision. They're suddenly just like my editors. They have decided, they've looked at something, or at least they pretend to have looked at something, I doubt they do in many cases, and said, we are going to keep this account, this tweet attacking Tracy or Rachel or these videos of you that invade your privacy, we're keeping them up and they should be liable for that. They have then made the decision. Uh, the other problem, which no one likes to talk about because all these things have laws all over them, the cost of going to law in Britain remains extortionate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, your libel case, I don't want to be sure, sure, but it could run to a million pounds. You know, it could quite easily do well, that. Well, we're very lucky because we, people are so passionate about yeah, yeah. what we've said that but, 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 yeah, they're throwing... We have got to, we've got to take this out of the High Court. Yeah. It was a great missed opportunity of the fucking stupid Leveson inquiry that you know, t- talked as if the internet hadn't been invented. <laughs> um, you know, the poor old dear didn't seem to realise what, what the kids were doing on, on, on their phones, you know. Um, uh, but we have got to have a cheap yeah. way in which ordinary people 
who are on the receiving end of, of, uh, of libel, of privacy invasion, in yeah. a way never before we, in history. It's, it's, Nothing, nothing's exactly. ever been like before. There's got to be a cheap way for them to yeah. go to a court or a tribunal and have yeah. this sorted out. Do you know, having been in... in I agree, let's clap. <laughs> Having been in, in a soap opera, EastEnders, around the time of the kind of hacking inquiry, you know, all yeah. of that. So it mm. was very, very high profile and there was no social media then. So that press invasion and that door stopping and, and uh, paparazzi and all of that, that I was unprepared for, but was incredibly invasive. It doesn't even touch the sides in comparison well, we to have what to, all... Or to another way of putting it is everyone is gay. Everyone can have that now. Yeah, yes. Where, whereas you, know, you used to have to be a star of EastEnders for the newspapers to go through and find pictures of you in bikinis. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. Every woman can have that now. You know, uh, you used to have to be someone really important in politics uh, or culture to have mass political hatred directed at you. Now, anyone who goes online and enters these things can mm. have that. So that, that as, as there is mass libel and mass privacy invasion, there's got to be a, a law open to the masses yeah, as well. I went to, um, I went to, I was in LA recently and I went to the LA Holocaust Memorial uh, Museum and one of the bits that struck me there, and this is going to be, it's not perfect analogy by any stretch, um, but they were talking about what, how the railways, the infrastructure of the railways is what enabled the Holocaust because it was, you know, it's modernity. It was, that's what allowed the transportation of, of Jews from one half, one side of Europe to the other side of Europe. And without the railways, you know, it, it wouldn't have been able to have been done on such an industrial scale. The, the railways in themselves aren't bad. Yes. They're not bad things. It's not the railways problem. People working on the railways, fixing the railways, turning a blind eye when the cattle trucks are going past. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they could have had some sort of some sort of sway somewhere. Um, and the internet inherently is not it's a bad thing. Exactly. But now it's being used for mainly it's nefarious. Weaponized. We need to look we need to look mm. at it and we need to seriously do something and say, is this what we want it to be used for? And you know, there are loads of um, I mean, a, a lot of these people are kind of kind of trying to eat democracy from the inside and trying mm. to eat arguments about from, about free speech. It's not about free speech. It's like, what kind of society do we want to live in? And, and also, if we leave this and like also this, states. and a lot of it is it's, it's financial. Foreign it's foreign states and it's financial. People are people are literally gaining money from this. this they are monetizing hate. And they're monetizing division. And just because it, you know, we haven't caught up with them yet, and because they know what they're doing, and and you know, the good side of it doesn't doesn't mean that. No legislation is right. We need to catch up. The struggle against um, uh, uh, racism, yeah. the counter-enlightenment, every generation has to fight it. You're absolutely right. They, they, have to, they fight yeah. it on different grounds, they fight it on different means. I mean, what happens, what's rather bizarre with the Labour Party is in the 1980s, everyone thought the far left was over. That the one thing that wouldn't come back was communism. That, that, that was gone. And no one really paid much attention to what happened to the type of people who had uh, celebrated Stalin, celebrated Mao. Mm-hmm. Those type of people were still being born. They were still coming to fruition. You know, and so what I had about 10 years ago was endless bloody people in the Labour Party saying, Nick, you shouldn't be going on about this. You shouldn't be saying this. You shouldn't be writing this. You know, the real fights against the Tories. And I said, but look what's going on. Look, look at what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Now, a whole new generation is learning what the far left is and how it isn't really that different from the far right. And, exactly. and they were fun. But these, these struggles that they never, ever end, um, yeah. it's, uh, it's like the struggle against censorship or the struggle against religious oppression they always come back in, in, in some form or other which is why I admire you and Rachel so much for fighting it when you didn't have to thank you and I'm sure you've had a far easier life if you didn't do it my god you know sometimes I do wake up and think and I'm sure I, occasionally we will text each other have you heard of texting we will text <laughs> each other and just I can't believe that we've ended up at the forefront you know I'm a jobbing actress yeah, I write you, it's you ridiculous know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous it shows how few people were actually standing up to this that you know I get I get a, the, the abuse you know you're just a woman that puts up numbers on a telly absolutely right I shouldn't have to be doing this I shouldn't be one of the four 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 you know one of the well, loudest voices totally in this where are the freaking grown ups that's what we say to each other well well, 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 well that's a very good question because although everyone talks about and uh, mentions you know the Tom Watsons the Stella Creases uh, yes. Jess Phillips um, Anna Turley's you know there are 
brave MPs, Labour MPs who speak out, there are an awful lot of them, an awful, the majority of them, I would yeah. say, who will say to him private, well done, Rachel, I agree with everything, keep going, and why don't you speak out? Oh, well, no, 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 I can't that do that. Those, I mean, no one's perfect. No one, no one, no one's perfect. And, 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 and like you say, some people, they, they do speak out and they invariably, if they step out of line a tiny bit, they'll get more abuse than someone who's stayed absolutely silent. And you I know, think, I, is Rosie Duffield here today in the audience? Is Rosie here? Uh, okay, Rosie has been an amazing advocate. I mean, just a perfect example. We've never met in real life. I think we tweeted each other something about, you know, politics, and you said that you were coming today. The next thing I knew, a, a tweet had come out from her own party so, saying, the fact that she has is so pally with Tracey Ann Oberman means there needs to be a trigger election, get her deselected. Yeah. I mean, oh, this is the level yeah, that we're that's talking. That's normal now. That is normal. That's, 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 and that's, that's my, my worry with all this, yeah. is, is that it happens so often, and they're still in power, and they still yeah. go on the BBC and talk about normal things, that people will think yeah. it is normal. It's I mean, acceptable. look, the podcast is that's called Trolled, so this isn't just about yeah. the Labour Party, and it, it, but, but this, is, this particular episode has Sorry. been. I've learnt two very interesting things today, which is, one, don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. Number two, there is legislation going to be coming in. Number three, Dorsey will end up in The Hague at some point. Uh, that's a joke. Um, Jack Dorsey is the owner of Twitter. And, um, <laughs> and also that Nick does look like, um, like Brad Pitt in my mind. I never to eat sugar. When I started this, I wanted to understand um, what it was like to be on social media, that it's a choice, that, um, that you know nobody makes us, nobody makes people like us stick our head above the parapet uh, on many re- on you know many many issues. Uh, I've learnt so much through every guest that I've had, and having you two on today has been an absolute privilege. And also all of you here, because it has again uh, given me an understanding as to the sort of psychology of people that are trolled, how to deal with them. Don't give them airspace. Don't feed them. But also that you we must not be silenced and that's in life yeah. as well bravery courage uh, courage attracts courage everywhere yeah, thank you Isabel we have to stand up and Twitter social media is now a battleground where people are being radicalised but it has also made friends for life I think through this yeah. and like you say oh, yeah. courage breeds courage yes amazing and people you know, and I got to meet Nick eggs. Cohen so there we go <laughs> listen thank you to my episode of Trolled what a pleasure to have you here we've got some amazing guests coming up over the series Um, stand up be brave don't be silenced when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.